0: Hello everybody. Welcome to another podcast of Mark Kumar Show. My name is Mark Mar. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. Today we have Kat who is going to help our busy moms to get on the entrepreneur journey. Kat, please take your time to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi, my name is Kat McLeod. I'm excited to be here. And Mark gave a brief introduction. I help moms start high profit, high purpose businesses that allow them to stay mom first. Why? Because I'm a busy mom myself. So I understand that being a mom is a full time job that we don't get paid for. And it is essential to start a business from the very start that's going to be high purpose, high profit. And I added my third P, high pleasure, which I have done since I became a mom. Thirteen years ago, I helped women transition into entrepreneurship and I really focused then on high pleasure purpose and high profit. And after being a mom, I understand that that pleasure piece for business is so important because if you're going to spend your energy building something, why not make it something that feels really good, that's fun, that lights you up, that makes you feel purposeful. And that's really essential in a sustainable and lasting business.
0: Awesome. So, tell us a little bit about like how how did you transition in terms of mindset wise from being a mom and then turning into an entrepreneurial. Was there any challenges like hey, I'm a mom and then I need to go into the business world? Can you talk a little bit about that.
1: I'm a 20 year entrepreneur, so I was already an entrepreneur way before I ever became a mom. However, that's not to detract anybody who is a mom and never was an entrepreneur. Most of the people I work with start there where they became a mom and then they decided they wanted to own their own business so they had control over their own schedule so that they could be there for their kids' events and be there more. So, this is not to detract. This is just wasn't my journey. I always was an entrepreneur. So, the way what did change when I I had my son was the time. So the timing is very different. I create businesses that are done in 15 to 20 hours at most a week. I myself work those hours at most about 15 hours a week so that I'm there to drop off my son, pick him up after school. And after I pick him up, my day is done. So I really time block and time blocking is very essential for being able to be a mom first
0: entrepreneur. Awesome. So what was the first happy client, I guess you could say, or your very first client, the mom that you helped. how, how, what was some of the things that they, or she asked you like, Hey, I want to start a business about X. What was that X?
1: Okay. So that's not exactly how it unfolded. I actually planned on being a pampered stay at home mom indefinitely. I had some issues caring and conceiving my child. And when he was born, I fully planned on staying home with him and not working anymore. I I, I mean, I didn't think too far in the future, but that was for the time being. And when my son entered preschool, I was bored out of my mind. Like I had me time for the first time in a long time. And I didn't even know what to do with myself. I spent hours a day like reading stupid gossip sites on the internet, just bored while my son was in school. I felt really grumpy and like frustrated. And I was talking to a fellow mom friend and she felt the same way. So I actually coached her and helped her start a gluten free baking company for free. It was just for fun. It gave me a huge buzz. And what we did was that we took her skill of making beautiful cake. She had tried to do some courses on her own and like was doing some studying on her own, but nothing was really feeling right for her because she was feeling frustrated too. And her mom taught her to make these gorgeous cakes, but she had no idea how to turn this into a business that allowed her to stay mom first because picking up her child from school was of utmost importance to her. So we niched her into gluten-free baking because her mom and her sister have celiac disease. So she's very sensitive to the needs of people with actual celiac disease, gluten allergy. And she was able to charge a premium once she niched into this field for her high-end creations. And she caters to high-end birthday parties and baby showers where people put a premium on keeping their kids gluten-free due to allergy or health concern in the southern california area. Oh, that's awesome.
0: That's really good. Like, wow, that's amazing. So, how did you help her find her let's just say first client? So, like far as the marketing concept goes, like, hey, now that you have a skill, you can make big cook the product and then how do you go about selling it? Like how did you go about like, Hey, wait, this is what you need to do to find customers or what is it like? all word of mouth kind of thing. Or how did that go?
1: I find this piece easy because my program, my framework of high profit, high purpose is designed to have audiences you have access to. I have found that a lot of failed businesses, it's because they gear their business to an audience, a clientele that they have very limited access to. So we start with the clientele you have access to. So for this person, it was moms in her area. It was really easy. It was already moms in her circle, starting with the birthday parties, then moving on to the baby showers with word of mouth through the community. So in that case, it was really easy. Other times it can be an online audience for other clients. It can be somebody that like either in a Facebook group or some other clientele that they have online access to. For one of my clients, it was different churches in her community that she that they kind of trusted her and she was easily able to sign up her first two clients because when people know, like, and trust you, it's just easier for them to say yes to you.
0: Right. That That is actually a really good point, like far as uh, know you and trust you. And then if you try to do that concept, the same kind of build the known and the trust factor o- online, if no one have ever heard of you, have, we, have you ever had a client that you try to teach her, like, hey, I know no one knows you and no one trusts you because no one have heard about you. So how do you go about that challenge to get over it, or try to get clients to trust that person, know that person? And then trust them.
1: The the easiest answer for this is visibility, and I will showcase myself in this. I will be my own case study. So I had been coaching offline for a dozen years before I went online, and I I went online onto Facebook in early 2018, so January of 2018. Before that, I had not been a member of Facebook, only briefly when I was in graduate school for personal reasons, and it just wasn't something that I was totally into. When I went online, I was smart. I walked my own walk. I got an online business coach who ex, who, who was very experienced in the online world because I knew that she would expedite my success, and she did. So I used myself. I went from no one ever heard of me online to booking over 50 podcasts in four months to uh, signing 11 different clients and then starting two group programs and a digital course all within eight months of me making my first offer online. And I I already knew how to have business success. So I'm not the most common case. And I want to point that out because I think a lot of people go online, they think they're just going to hit it big with no work. And then they get discouraged and think it's them. And that's not true. So you're hearing a success story in the first year. But what you're not looking at is that I had a dozen years of business coaching before I went online. And 20 years of entrepreneurial experience before that. Once you know how to start a successful business, the concepts are the same and you apply them online. Online has a different barrier because of the visibility, no like, and trust. So that barrier has to be hurdle. And the easiest way to do that is to, be visible talk to your people help them out give away free information whatever your expertise is get in there and help them i've helped so many clients land their first paying client this way by giving out help whatever problem it is that you can solve for your clients give information. For me, that was showing up for Facebook lives, doing podcast interviews, writing blog posts, doing different publications so that people had a big body of content and being able to talk to my group members. I run a Facebook group, just showing up daily consistently builds that no like, and trust factor.
0: Awesome. Have you ever up until now on your journey came across like, you know, the knowledge, which it's a blessing and a curse at the same time because you know so much about everything that about your business course. And then somebody who comes into your world or if you're trying to get somebody into your world, how do you go about like, Hey, what problem do I need to solve? Because you already solved it like years back or months back, whatever. But if you're trying to teach somebody, let's say, who is two years behind you, right? But you're trying to think of like what problem, like in terms of digital course creation, when you go to the process, like, Hey, I want to create a course. And then, what do I include in that course? Because you say something about like you have a course that, you know, people can obviously, or listener of this podcast, go look at it and find out. So what was your mindset or how did you go about creating it that way? To solving problems that were helpful for the people who you trying to help.
1: Okay, so this was really easy for me because I didn't guess or think about it. I asked the source directly. My digital course was born straight out of the two group programs that I ran. I ran, so I heard exactly with paying clients, so my ideal clients, saying what they needed help with, where they were stuck, and all of that was used for my group course, including their exact words and their exact examples. I literally used them so that for people buying a self-study course, they know, exactly what I led my clients through that group program when the, when like the desired result of it so that they can get a clear understanding, a clear example, multiple examples. So I never guessed what I would recommend is like, I do not believe in doing a digital course until the market is tested and the market is tested by paying clients. And the way I did it was to run a group program. You could do it in a different way, but it has to be through paying clients that you actually know them, that you can really listen to them. I know that people will argue with me and they did digital courses before they did one-on-one work. And I do believe that that worked like five to seven years ago. I think that the digital course market is very saturated and it's easiest to sell digital courses now when you already have an audience. So my digital courses have been selling to my existing audience.
0: Okay, so that's great because you had an existing audience, right? So not to put you on a spot, but just okay. I'm just uh, just out of my own curiosity and people want to be listening. Again. Hey, Kate has existing audience. She's she's cat. I apologize. For it's something. okay. Kat <laughs> has existing audience already. But if I don't have it, how do I go about getting the audience to the answer or creating the course?
1: I explained that I did not have any existing audience until June of 2018. So I created the existing audience. So that's from showing up. I did not have an existing audience prior. I mean, I didn't make a first offer. I went online on Facebook in January, befriended people, but I didn't make an offer until June of 2018. So I did not have any audience at all. I do think that you need to create an audience. I believe that it's a mistake to create a course with having no audience, no paid clients, and then trying to sell it, That's I don't believe that that's going to lead to success. It's very saturated right there here with the Facebook ads and everything like that. Possibly if you get a really amazing coach and you really are an expert offline in your field, it's possible to have some success. I know that there's probably some unicorns out there, but I also like to akin that to movie stars. There's movie stars out there too, but there's a lot of struggling actors. It's not the best use of time in my eyes. I think it's way easier to start a one-on-one service-based business or a service based business where you are actually helping people that's the easiest way to develop success from there i like to take the the route of filling up that one on one going into group programs and from there having that body of knowledge to know what your people want and that's the way you can deliver a digital course to
0: them awesome thank you and uh, where can people find more information about you like in terms of your website your courses things of that nature
1: Everything's on my website at sahmentrepreneur.com. That's short for stay-at-home mom entrepreneur, sahmentrepreneur.com. And on there is the four key steps to pinpointing your own high-profit, high-purpose business as a busy mom.
0: Awesome. And is there anything that you would like to share with the audience who are listening to it that would be like, hey, if Kat two years ago Or five years ago she wants to get here when the present moment what can she do to speed up the process to get here
1: get a coach follow a really good existing program so that you can be consistent and know that your actions are fruitful I think one of the biggest mistakes I see is a lot of my clients come to me after many months if not years like I have a new client she's been trying on her own for 10 years and When you're putting all this energy out and you are not in the right direction, it's not going to yield results. And time and time again, I had a client that tried a year and a half on her own to get her first paying client. And within weeks, she had a waiting list. And this new client that that edits my own podcast, she had been trying to do a different business that was not in her true expertise for over a year online to no avail. And within days of us nailing her right idea she got her first paying client
0: wow that that, that is truly a, an amazing success story so uh, another question that comes across is that let's say if you want to create something online right if you're trying to guide somebody else but they don't know how to go about it like for example the example you just gave so which would you recommend in terms of like hey i want to create a digital course but i don't know what i would create it about Have you ever had a client like that, like you just said? No,
1: I have not because I would not work with them. I would work with people who do a one. I'm not the coach for digital courses. I have a digital course and I waited till I knew my audience extremely well. If I had a person that wanted help with digital courses, they should have a coach that is an expert in digital courses. I tell my clients that the easiest way to get paying clients is to provide a service.
0: So who would be your ideal client that you were like, I would love to have clients like that.
1: My dream clients, which I love working with, are heartfelt women. I don't like working with really grabby. I'm type A, and I think it's great to be type A, but if you're a pressure cooker, like grabby, greedy person, that's not my ideal client. I love people who are really heartfelt. They want to be of purpose purpose is important to them. That's something that they think about. They care about other people. They want to use their skills and their gifts to help other people while, you know, providing for their family. That's my heartfelt Like that's my dream client. I love working with women like that.
0: Awesome. So is there a specific platform in terms of social media that has been working great for you over others? I basically
1: only use Facebook. So one of my clients, she makes multiple five figures a month using Instagram. She rocks Instagram. She loves Instagram and you can work any platform. The truth is you can make money off of any platform. So the key is to find the platform that works best for you. I like just being on Facebook. It works for me. I feel a connection with it. I like leading my Facebook group and I like to put my energy in one place. When I try to do Instagram, it diverts my energy, and I can outsource that. But then I'm not really there, so I'm get my clients off of Facebook and referrals.
0: Awesome, that's great. All right, Kat, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really appreciate it. I just want to give the floor up to you. If anything, you would like to share any product or services that you would like? Hey, that could truly help the listener of this podcast. The floor is all yours.
1: The first thing I would encourage any listener to do is to decide on success. I think that a lot of people, they wish for, they hope for, they want success. And until you make it a decision and you truly decide on success, it's going to be more hard to make it happen, especially if you have tons of excuses, like you're a busy mom. When you decide on success, you do what it takes to make happen. And the easiest way to expedite your journey, as we mentioned, is to hire a coach that you feel really in alignment with, one that you believe is going to get you to. To where you want to be who has a lot of testimonials who you trust and or a really solid course that has been tested time again and that you can follow if you're a self-starter that's an option that costs a lot less money that you actually if as long as you are a person who can follow through the problem with courses is that they're it's really easy to veer off track especially if you don't have a business mind because it, it's just like the answers like I've learned from group programs that it can just really go off track so you could wind up being in a business that's not profitable to begin with and you think it is that's the one problem that's why one-on-one help makes a huge difference
0: okay great all right thank you so much for being on podcast I truly appreciate it people who are listening to it they're truly appreciated thank you
1: take care